the Fempire Diaries podcast. This podcast is for both aspiring and current female entrepreneurs looking for either guidance or support as we break down doors and shatter glass ceilings. We can do it alone or we can be unstoppable together. I am your host, Anna Marie. Let's do this. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today, Emily? I am doing so well. I am traveling. I am in Phoenix, Arizona for um, our family company's uh, uh, courier conference for our family's company. So I'm here attending, but I got to break away to chat with you. I'm so excited. Let me tell you, the last time I didn't bring my laptop on vacation was (laughs) when I started my business. (laughs) I I feel you on that. (laughs) Let's, uh, Let's say hi to our listeners. Uh, hi, guys. Welcome to the Vampire Diaries podcast. This is your host, Anna Marie. Today, we have a super special guest, Emily Schwalbach. She is the CEO of Be Social Consulting and one of my longtime friends. Uh, Emily, hi. Hi. I am so excited to be here. And can I just say how proud I am of you for doing this, girl? So proud of you. Thank you so much. Uh, does your proudness also uh, give me nap time? <laughs> Because, <laughs> let me tell you, if I knew that starting a podcast, I was also going to need a degree in sound engineering, I might have, I might have been a little scared to start. So, I'm, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. You just got to jump out of the plane and find your wings on the way down. That's, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> absolutely. That's what I'm doing. We are, we are addressing the sound quality concerns. We are getting some <laughs> awesome guests on here. Um, no, but yeah, it's exciting. I'm just, I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Let's let's tell our listeners how we met. Okay, so we actually found each other in a female business group on Facebook. You know, just it goes well with what we do for a living. So it's funny that we use a social media platform to find each other. Um, (laughs) But I, I, that's why I love social media, and and that's why I I just there's so much power in it, and the collaboration Mm -hmm. you can find, and the friendship. So. Um, yeah, that's how we met, like, I don't know, a, over a year ago now? Easily <laughs> over a year ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we've been, been following each other and supporting each other from across the country ever since. Yeah, yeah. You're, we both own social media-based businesses, uh, both marketers by heart. And it's funny because the first couple of times I, I think I – tagged you in post or whatever you were like oh my gosh you're my competitor but you support me so much and I'm like girl like no there's nothing of like there's no such thing as competitors in my heart the way that I see it is like everybody eats at my table everybody wins like there's enough money in the world for me and every single person I know to be millionaires so yes competitors do not exist to me <laughs> that was such a great lesson that you taught me because honestly there at, at that point in time when I started my business there wasn't a lot of supportive friendship you know collaboration and so mm-hmm. to see you really share my post and support me I was like yes this is the kind of business relationships that I want and it was just amazing coming from someone who also did the same thing I did so you encouraged me to do the same and it has done wonders for my business so thank you thank you yeah and I mean it took a while for me to really understand that our our uh what would you say like our offerings are so different you know right you um you want to talk about just be social and and what you do 
Yes. Yeah, so Be Social Consulting is a social media consulting business. Um, I help those who cannot afford to outsource it completely. I tried to manage, but that gave me hives. So I do not manage <laughs> people's social media accounts. However, I can consult with you, guide you on the best social media strategy, keep you accountable, uh, create goals, do the whole thing. I will do everything but the actual postings for you. Um, but I uh, believe very much in the power of consulting someone to do it on their own if they have the desire and the want and drive to do it themselves. Ah, yeah, it, it's so funny. That's like one of the number one reasons why I think anybody outsources their social media is because they just don't know, you know? Right, exactly. They just, they just really don't know. And, you know, sometimes I have to tell people, like, like I get that you use Instagram every day and you use Facebook every day, but when you're using it to market your business, it's not like the analogy I always use is, look, I know how to use a pair of scissors, but I'm not a hairdresser. And I know, you know, I know how to use a plunger, but I'm not a plumber. Like, so that is so good. You know, like just because someone knows how to use Instagram and use Facebook doesn't mean that they're using it effectively. So I'd like to say the world is better off with us in it, man. (laughs) Yes. We help them to do it. Ah, that is, those are both such great analogies. Good job. Feel free to use them. I'm going to. I am. I'm going to steal steal all your ideas. Um, it, It was so great. I think when I first saw your profile, um, I can't even remember. I just remember like loving seeing your kids on your stories all the time. And then your feed, they're so, they're so funny and they're so unique. Um, and I just like have the craziest baby fever for the last couple of years. <laughs> I think my, my uterus is like, okay, it's time. <laughs> I love it. They love to, be, they, they love to, they are a hundred percent part of my brand. And, um, I love featuring them and showing them because at first when I started my business, I thought I needed to be this super professional, you know, at at home mom working and like have a soundproof room and they were never seen. And that was what was going to um, have people see me as a professional and respect me in the space. But I have come to learn that my ideal clients want that they want to see me doing it with them they want them to pop up in our zoom calls they want to hear them over the phone and um to act like they don't exist is not something that i ever want to do um they do exist and they're very much a part of my life and they are very entertaining and i just think that if i can put a smile on someone's face with will being ridiculous or Bo being super super like disgruntled then uh yeah <laughs> Bo is definitely in his he's got a lot of feelings he is very in his feelings, yes. Yeah, and he, and he like, bottles them up, doesn't he? Totally. Will is very yeah. in touch with his. Bo doesn't know how to handle his. That's for sure. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how, you know, the genetics are exactly the same, basically. You know, same mom, same dad, but the personalities between them are so wildly different. Like, if Will's on Broadway in 10 years, I would not be surprised. <laughs> no, he's going he's gonna to be a performer, and Bo may or may not come. I don't know if he's going to be into it. Like, that's, that's how I would describe them. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of noise. I don't know oh, if yeah. I really want to do that. <laughs> not, in, not into it at all, but Will, man, does he, want, he, he lives to be on the stage. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> uh, 
love the stage. You know, um, can we talk about, let's see, I want to talk about how you started Be Social, but I also want to start, I really want to start way at the beginning because I know you were a kindergarten teacher before you had kids. Can we talk yes, about that? Absolutely. So I was, I have always known that I wanted to be a teacher since I was in second grade. I did not understand the people who were like, yeah, I don't know what my major is going to be in college. I'm like, oh, boom. Yes, I love it. I know exactly Mm -hmm. what I want to be. I know exactly what I want to do. Um, I went to the classroom in my head. My plan was I will teach and then I will have the babies and then I will go back once the babies are in full-time school. And, um, Uh, Gosh, I loved it so much. I love my students, and I do miss that all the time. However, once I had Will, um, I was no longer a teacher, and to lose that indicator was a lot. It was was devastating, and I didn't realize Mm -hmm. what an effect that would have on my life. And I think there's this thing that moms have mom guilt no matter what happens, but to feel the guilt of just staying at home like I thought I was going to love doing would be enough for me personally and to actually take the take the leap and kind of be honest with myself that that wasn't the best me that I could be. I really needed to do something else and to have that adult interaction. I mean, you come home with this baby and, and the babies don't talk to you, if you don't know this. The babies don't talk to you for quite some time. <laughs> So it's a lot of it's a lot of output with not a lot of input coming back. So um, I definitely suffered from a lot of postpartum uh, because I was trying to find myself. I couldn't figure out what my new place was, trying to figure out how to be a new mom. And a year after Will was born, um, my mother-in-law actually had the idea for me to start managing the social media for our family business. And I was thrilled. I connected with a lot of the people that worked for them. I got to interact with adults, even if it was via email, I was still excited to talk to somebody and to do do something that I felt that I was good at, that I knew how to do. Now, at that point, the only thing I could do well was post. I just knew how to do it. So that was my only qualification. Um, Like I'm the only one in this room that knows how to use this one. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So then shortly after that, I was, um, I became a beach body coach, which gosh, I loved so much. It was definitely fulfilling that teaching role because I was still coaching. I was teaching people how to use the container system, how to do the programs, how to do all the different things. So it was definitely helping fill that void. But the thing that I could not do was send those cold, hey girl, messages. I could oh, not. I refused. I refused. I was like, and I'm we've all gotten. 57 of those. Like, oh, this and week. this was like, exactly. And, and this was in 2015 and I, everyone was doing it. And I just would figure out different ways to market myself through my Instagram stories, through my Instagram yeah. posts. And, um, I loved doing that more than actually working on my beach body business. And I realized that I had all these customers, but I had no coaches underneath me. So I'm like, what am I trying to build with this if I can't eat? But I didn't want to ask. I didn't want to ask and send that message and be like, oh, do you want this opportunity? I just couldn't do it. I couldn't bring it. Be in my downline. <laughs> yes. Be in my down, I couldn't do it. And I, yeah. do I love Beachbody and I love Beachbody coaches and I have such a better respect for them. But I... I, I love teaching those types of clients how to market without that hey girl message because I was in their shoes and I get I get how it feels yeah. to be pressured 
from an upline to do those things that you really don't feel that they don't feel good to you. So um, I, my husband actually said, you know, you keep, people keep asking you how to use this Instagram story feature and how to use hashtags, you know, you should start doing that. And I was like, Ryan, I go, Ryan, I don't have a marketing degree. I don't have any digital media, anything. I mean, Instagram's probably going to be a major in a couple years or something, but I had seriously no, <laughs> no qualifications other than being self-taught, watching, you know, different like uh, seminars and online things and trainings and stuff like that. I didn't have any other thing to back myself up. So I didn't think I would be seen and, and I didn't think people would pay for it. And so I right. threw it out there on my stories, of course, and I had a couple people interested so I did my first Instagram story training at a local coffee shop for $35. And after I received that $35, you would have thought it was a million. I could not <laughs> believe that something that I made up and something that I created for myself had just made me money. I, I couldn't, I was never thought I'd be a businesswoman. I never thought I would do a, be an entrepreneur. Oh my gosh, no. Like yeah. what, what, is, what would that even mean? And here I was doing all those things and making money and loving every second of it. I just didn't think a job like that existed other than teaching for me. I just never thought that that would be anything that I would be able to do. And then it snowballed from there. So you couldn't find a job that you wanted and you created your own. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Because what would I do from home? Like what I didn't want to be in an office, that's for sure. And I wanted to be with my my son and I didn't want to leave him. So what could I do? And um, at this point, Bo was born. He was six months old and Bo came with me. Bo was my little assistant and he sat in his chair and he would play with my clients and my clients would hold him and we would get work done. It was, it, it was definitely eye opening to see that this opportunity was available for me in my life where I did not think it was, it would ever exist. So yeah, it's been crazy, a crazy roller coaster. That's for sure. And I mean, you went from teaching kindergarten to now teaching social media, like exactly you're still teaching. You're still doing what you love. You still, you're still doing, you know, the thing when you were seven years old and you're like, I'm going to become a teacher when I'm older, you're still doing that. And yeah. you're able to interact with like grown up people as well. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I get to interact with those adults. And I always say, I, I am still teaching. My classroom is just a little different and my yeah. students are older and that's, that's really the only thing that's changed. And I use so much of what I've learned with teaching on, you know, how I used to motivate my different students, how I would learn their different learning styles and use that. Like every single one of my clients is different, just like every single one of my students is different. So I have to differentiate the lesson plans for my different learners when they were four and five years and six years old. And now I differentiate my teachings that I do now for all my different clients. So you're a hundred percent right. I still am teaching. It's just a little different. Yeah. And I mean, that's great that you're able to still apply all of that knowledge that you gained in school of like different learning styles and motivation techniques. And I mean, there's probably so much more to a teaching degree than that, but you're still able to apply the exact same things that you learned in school. You're just applying them differently into different people. Exactly. That's exactly what I do. Um, so who are like the typical clients that you work with right now or the people that are just naturally finding you? Um, yes. Can we talk about those? Yeah. So I have, I have a couple of different clients. I have some clients that they are, um, 
maybe they just got handed their social media for the first time. Maybe it's more of a corporate business and all of a sudden the social media just got handed to them and they're like, what do I do? So I help them. I help, I have a lot of MLMs that I help and my mission one day, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm saying it for you guys all to hear too. Put it out into one the One day, let's, let's one day, <laughs> one day I am going to speak at a MLM convention and I'm going to tell everybody there to stop sending the Hey Girl messages and then teach them the thousand different ways that they can do it better. Because I do believe, I believe in MLMs and I believe that they are good. And I want to get this negative reputation that they have away because so many more people could do this from home and be with their kids if they want to and be really successful, but they're too scared because of this bad reputation that it has. So that, that is definitely my goal for um, in the MLM space. And then my other client that I love so much are the ones who come to me and they're like, I have this idea. What can I do? Can I market it? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like let, let's go. And I am all about the business brainstorm. And then once I start working with my clients, they fall into two categories. They are mm-hmm. the client that doesn't really know what to say. They know they have to do social media and they are willing to post whatever I tell them, which is amazing. Not a lot of legwork on um, the um, emotional or, you know, the inner work. There's more of just like, what do I post? In what order? What stories do I do? Give me the content. Let's go. Like, and tell me what to do. And you'd yes, think sir. they would be my favorite client because they're easier. However, my client, my very favorite ones are the ones who literally have have all this content in their brains. They cannot wait to share it with the world, but they are so worried about what the world will think of their content. And it drives me bananas. And I get it. I mean, you care about what people think. And if you say you don't, you really do. Because right. my, my clients that I love working with, they all have tender hearts. Mm-hmm. But what I wish for them is to bring their tenacious spirit into their business and right. you can still care about it, but let's not be distracted by it. I, I was listening to right. an amazing podcast with Rachel Hollis, and she was interviewing John Maxwell. And he, I, I don't like saying I don't care about what people think, because I really do. I'm, I'm a sensitive Sally. I right. do get my feelings hurt easily. But I am pushing those thoughts away because I know of all the people that I can help. So he said right. it so well. He, he was just like, you know, you are you care about what people think, but it doesn't distract you on your journey. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly, that's, that's exactly how I feel about that. Right. And I, I think I, I, my approach to like being uh, vulnerable and being authentic on social media, just myself and, you know, with, with my clients, the advice that I give them is look, you know, we can, there's no business out there that doesn't have any competitors. And my advice that I've always given to people is like, you know, instead of differentiating your services or instead of, you know, lowering their price, your prices or whatever, you know, you are so uniquely, uniquely powerful to your group, to your audience, to the people that are going to be attracted to you. And I mean, attracted, not like beautiful, but like magnetic, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, by being yourself and the people mm-hmm. that are turned off by you don't understand you. Um, like those aren't your people and that's Bye. okay. <laughs> and the, and the thing is, is like, I, 
I am very, um, I would say I'm very open about the fact that I am empathetic and I am a highly sensitive person, which by the way, side note, did you know you should, you should look into this, um, highly sensitive person. Okay. Did you know that was a gene like blue eyes or tallness? Yeah, it is. It's like, you can look at your, like, what is it called? Hyloplex, hilo, what, you know, your DNA pattern, whatever. And the big science word, the big science word. You know, where all your DNA is hidden, <laughs> that little thing. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, totally. Um, you can, like, look at that and pick out, like, this is your highly sensitive person gene. Did you know that? that? Is, uh, no, I had zero clue. Yeah. That is so also, crazy. Also, like, 20% of people in the world have this highly sensitive person gene. And a lot of the times when people don't know that they're sensitive, it ends up, like, expressing in anger and frustration and irritability and you know what I mean? Like when, you know, when, huh. I mean, like when, when you're like, when you're like hurt by something because someone said something or something happened or whatever, and you're like, honestly really hurt. Like for me, I had the self-awareness to like say to my fiance, like, you know, that really upset me the way that you said that. And, uh, you know, I would prefer that if you're going to communicate with this, you know, communicate with me about this again. I would prefer that your approach was like this so that I'm able to respond better. But like not everybody has that self-awareness and not a lot of people have like really dug in, like dug in, but like sensitivity presents itself in anger in so many people because it's, it's so much easier, easier to show someone that you're mad rather than the fact that you're sensitive because sensitivity is like this weak gene, apparently, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. So it's it's like, definitely, it's, yes, it's, so many people, I think, feel like being sensitive is a weakness, including myself. Right. A, a lot of recent, recently, I've just been like, actually, I'm so happy that I feel feelings. What if I didn't feel feelings? Like, that would be the saddest right. life if I didn't feel all these feelings. And the way that I, like, the way that I always, like, tell people when, you know, my, like, um, I've had people that are like, Anna, you need to stop crying. Like, this is a professional situation or whatever. Like, not that I was crying all the time at work or something, but I would <laughs> come home and I'd be like, oh, my God, I totally cried in the office today. And the person I was talking to was like, Anna, that's not professional. That's not how you're supposed to act. It's not. And I'm just like, uh, what? Like, I'm not supposed to be myself in a place that I literally spend more time than with anybody that I love. I'm not supposed to be myself at work. I'm yeah. supposed to be this like hard person. Like, no, like if, if I want anybody to know anything about me is that I am tender hearted and yeah. empathetic person. And you know what? My lows might be low, but my highs are so much higher, babe. Oh, very, you know, preach, girl. Preach. and would I want to be living my entire life, you know, in neutral on the freeways? No, never, never, never. because no, not worth no- it. Nothing's exciting and nothing tastes good and nobody even knows who you are. And can you imagine the kind of connections? You know, it's just like we would have no sorry, I'm on a tangent, but like we would have no ability to build connections with people if we can't be ourselves. No. No. And like your vibe attracts your tribe, which is I tell my clients this all the time and I know that's so like cheesy to say, but it causes it true. And people are like well, why do people care what I eat every day? And I'm like, girl, I don't know. Why do we watch reality TV? But like, 
I will tell you we do. <laughs> how many how many people I have built that no like and trust factor with because I share on my stories that I buy everything but the bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's and then right. they go out and buy it and they put it on their avocado and their life has changed. I mean, I'm right. just changing lives. One one everything but the bagel seasoning purchase at a time. And if right. I would be like, oh, why do people care what I, what, why, you know, whatever, like trying to hide it and make it so business and so professional. Like mm-hmm. if I didn't throw in, in my, you know, social media accounts, my personal life, my boys, right. what I'm eating, what I'm doing, you know, my silly side, then I'd be attracting all these people that I don't want to work with. So right. it's yeah. one, one, it's exhausting to pretend like you're someone else. So oh, that's yeah. one reason why you don't want to do it. And two, you don't want to pretend like you're someone else because then you'll get these clients that you don't even enjoy working with. So the more you you are, the better your clients will be and the more ideal your clients will be that come to you because they're going right. to be your people. Yeah, I also like to look at it in the sense of like the more relatable that I am, the more likable I am and the more yes. likable I am, the more people are willing to trust me. And if they trust me, then they buy from me. Like it's just Absolutely. as easy as that. So it starts with vulnerability, uh, you know, authenticity and yeah. relatability, you know, Absolutely. that's where it starts. And unfortunately, and I'm sure that you encounter this uh, with some of your clients as well, but there's so many people out there that are just afraid to be fully seen for who they oh. are. Absolutely. And it's so frustrating when I see such potential in them mm-hmm. and they're so scared. And I always tell them, people are going to roll their eyes at you no matter what you do. There are oh going to be God. the eye rolls. If you post about your food, you're the worst. If you have right. post about your kids, get out of here. If you post about your business, heaven forbid. I mean, that is the worst thing you could ever do. If people oh are going to roll their eyes at you no matter what you do, then just post. Just make yeah. some money. Do Might as well do it. May as well just do it because if 99 people roll their eyes at you but one person, you change their life, then whatever you're posting does matter. And so think about the one person and not the 99 people that are rolling their eyes because you're not there to serve them anyways, that they're not your people. I always see that quote on Pinterest and it's like, you could be the biggest, brightest, juiciest peach in the <laughs> yes! world. And there's still going to be people that don't like peaches. Don't like, like peaches. It's my favorite quote. I love that quote. Love uh, it. It's just like, you know what? I'm a nice person. I'm a good person. I'm in a great business owner. And uh, if you don't like me, that's probably just going to be your problem. Yes. I'm a great person. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's what it comes down to. Like, not without flaws, but, you know, people with flaws can still be good people. Right. Like, <laughs> we're, not doing, we're not doing bad work. We're ser- we, we both come from a servant heart, and yeah. we want to serve people the best way we know how, and the money that we get for what we do is just energy. It is not, you know, I can't, yeah. it's so hard. The money stuff is so crazy. And it's I, personally, it's such a struggle too, because I used to be a teacher and now I'm yeah. making more than what I made as a teacher, which makes me both excited, but also sad for <laughs> teaching salaries. But, right. you know, I think that, you know, putting yourself out there and being the most real that you can be is by far the number one best thing you can do for your business. Right. And that's kind of like all the advice that people tell you not to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, I guess when I was growing up, when I was going to high school, it was like, okay, when you go to an interview, you need to talk like this and you need to answer this question like this and you need to dress like this. And I'm like, 
so, you know, and I did that. I played by the rules and I, I did that. But um, now that I'm in my own business, I'm like, uh, I don't have to put on a suit today. No, you do not. Uh, not at all. Like, don't get me wrong. I still want to look presentable. But if I'm going right. to do better work because I'm comfortable in my jeans or my jeggings. <laughs> yes, yes. And my clients deserve the best work out of me. Then hell yeah, I'm going to show up wearing my jeggings because that's, that's only going to benefit my clients. I think so too. And I always say like, I am not, I, I did a post recently. I'm not the most businessy woman that you'll ever meet. However, my hard work just totally surpasses any type right. of viewpoint that you may have about that. And I know the same goes for you too. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, we might, we might be in our sweatpants, but gosh, are we doing really good work and we work hard and we're professional. Professional does not mean you dress in a suit every day. Professional right. means being respectful of your client's time working yeah. hard and doing what you're supposed to do for your client and having their needs at the center of your work, then that's a right. professional. Right. Exactly. I'm actually giving a talk on this to, um, a thousand, like just crazy, but a thousand people in sales. Woo! <laughs> I used to work at AT&T and I was in their corporate sales department. And one of the people that I used to work with reached out to me and was like, I love your approach to professionalism. And I was like, what? And she was like, you, she was like, she was like, huh? what am I doing? Um, and she was just like, you know, you, you've created a new definition for professionalism. And I was like, okay, now, now we're on the same page here. I know what you're talking about. And she's like, I would love for you to just speak in front of our sales force and talk to them about, you know, showing up as themselves and using their own personal strengths, not the strengths that the company has taught them, but their own personality and their own experiences to show up better for the AT&T customers. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That is going to be so awesome. I'm so excited because it's literally what I do all day, you know? And yes. I know you don't like LinkedIn, but we're going to talk about their LinkedIn. <laughs> but like showing up authentic on LinkedIn, showing up as yeah. themselves on LinkedIn. Because you know what? That makes you so much more approachable too. Just, oh my gosh. When people feel that like, like they like know my you. my big thing. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. people feel like they know you. That's, it ripples again. It's like, yeah. I want, and, and in this space of like girl boss and you know, whatever, <laughs> like still, when you go to those networking events, like, mm -hmm. like you still are nervous going to it. And like, oh, yeah. my goal, if I ever meet a client in person, if hosting events, whatever, like, I want you to come to my event and just feel like so welcomed and so yeah. great just the yeah. way you are. And I just think that those are, that's something that's missing from these like meetup, girl boss mm -hmm. meetup type things, especially. Um, Valued like, yeah. and seen and heard, yeah. just like valued, seen, heard. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, my mom's like, oh my God, I heard a swear word on one of your stories the other day. Maybe you should take that <laughs> down. And I'm just like, you know what? Like that's, that's me. Sometimes I'm going to drop an F-bomb like, or, sometimes you know, I might. Right. So, sometimes I might like, can we all pretend that none of us swear? Like, like, can we all pretend that we don't swear? No, like we all swear guys. <laughs> it's just me being me. I'm just doing it out loud. Like, I don't know. I love you. it. I love it. Oh <laughs> and then when gosh. you, when you look at like the, the marketing geniuses of the world, like Gary Vaynerchuk and Tony oh, Robbins yeah. and I mean, there's so many, right? Right. I can't think they of them off the top of my head. They don't, yeah, they don't follow those rules at all. Yeah, they don't hide behind the rules of professionalism, and they're superstars. So yep. Why, yep. why am I going to follow the other path? So I'm going to follow them. I'm going to follow Absolutely. Tony Robbins. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
Can we talk about some of the success stories that you've seen with your clients with this, like, kind of hybrid mix of coaching? Because coaching? You, you do social media coaching, but I would also say that you're, like, a confidence mindset, like, coach as well, you know? Oh, well, like a vulnerability <laughs> Yes, totally. I mean, I do say I'm, like, a social media consultant slash therapist at times. And <laughs> I think it's really hard for people to um, – see their strengths as a way to start a business. And um, one of my clients who I actually had a session with her last, oh, I don't know, fall for sure, maybe September, her name is Faith. And she works from a, uh, she works for an MLM and she was selling these uh, drinks that are amazing. They're called ketones and it's it's with Prove It, the company, because I don't care about talking about it because I think they're amazing. So Anyway, yeah. I was, well, I was, I okay, was and I don't even fully understand ketones. So, okay. it's like, well, like I don't big vibe right now. <laughs> <laughs> they are a big vibe. So they are a drink that actually they made for NASA. And so I'm like, hey, if NASA, if, if astronauts are drinking it, then I definitely want to be like the astronaut. For but yeah. um, I um, suffer from ADHD. And, um, I was, have been off my medication since I got pregnant with my son. And so I've been searching for a way to help my focus and, uh, my attention span. Um, and this drink has helped a lot with my energy, with focus, with everything. So uh, Do you think we it can, helps with memory? Cause I think I need my brain tested. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know. All I know is that my, my brain is jumbled. And then after I drink my ketones, everything's in like a to-do list form. So maybe, like, I don't know. Ever since. Ever since I got engaged, it's funny, me and my best friend Alexa are talking about it, but, like, ever since I got engaged, I have what I call bride brain because I'm not only <laughs> managing a business, managing a podcast, but You're... I'm also moving and planning a wedding. Oh, so this is a lot of numbers, oh. a lot of names, a lot of details all the time, and, like, this wedding I'm going to be planning for the next year. So, like, it's not going anywhere. But yeah, well, maybe I mean, they could. You need to reach out to Faith then and see if she can help you out. Yo, Faith, send me a DM at Virgin <laughs> Mermaid. <laughs> for real though. So, so, so Faith came came to me with like help for this for okay. trying to sell these ketones, and she's like pulling out all these templates for how she's staying organized with the goals and the strategies that we set. And I'm like a strong type B. And I'm like, dude, what are these templates? And she's like, this is how I stay organized. Like, I have revised this template for my to-do list and for wow. goals that I want to accomplish for the week about seven or eight times. And this is my perfect one that I have. It's like, say what? Like, what are you doing? So then we start to talk about more about her organizational, you know, guidelines that she follows for herself, like her morning routine. And I'm like, dude, Faith. You can still be, you can still sell ketones and that's fine, but you <laughs> should be a organizational coach or productivity coach or something, and you right. can weave in the ketones. But like, gosh, everyone needs your help. Like, we need you. We need the world oh, needs you yeah. to help us. And she was like, "What are you talking about? That is the silliest thing I've ever heard. No way could I do that." And I just kept harping on her, and I'm like, "Dude, I'm telling you." You can weave it in with your ketones and that can be part of your morning makeover, but like do a morning makeover challenge and have the ketones be involved. But like, that is your thing and you are so good at it. Let's make a business out of it. And I am so happy to say she launched her business last month 
she's doing so well. And she tells me all the time, Emily, it was you. And I'm like, girl, it was not me. It was you. I held up the mirror, showed you your strengths and your talents and was like, go do it. And it took me, uh, you know, a few times, you know, telling her, go do it. But she finally did it. And I'm just like, oh, beyond proud of her. And now she's helping me with my business. So she is love, she's, uh, a personal oh, assistant taking applications. I know. Right? <laughs> oh, she's amazing. So, yeah, faith is definitely I, – I love when I can see someone, my client's potential, pull it out of them and then show it to them and have them actually start believing in it them, themselves because that is, like, the number one thing that I love to do with my job. And I think so many people need this encouragement, this love, this – feel like the feeling of being seen like what we were talking about earlier yeah being seen being valued and not for like goals that I think they need to achieve but for Mm -hmm. like the person they are sitting there right now like pulling out the strengths that they have and leading them on this path of like you can do this and and I actually think in one of Faith's posts that she did recently I forget if it was today or yesterday or something but she said um all you need is a dream and wi-fi and like honestly (laughs) it's true all you have to do, and we've talked about this before, if you solve a problem, you can start yeah. a business. Like, yeah, what was that? Um, yeah. What was that? Like, it was like three pieces in a pie, and it was like, as long as you find these three things, you've got yourself a business. What was it? Yeah. It's like, it was something you something, love, something that you love to do, something that you're good at, and something that can make money, and that's your dream job. And I know that you and I are both living that right now, yeah. and that's why we're super fulfilled. That's why we're super yeah. happy. That's why yeah. our relationships are all thriving, because we're so our cups are so filled with what yeah. we're doing definitely definitely and, I, and when it's not filled then that. I just go to a friend <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> I go then to you I go then yeah, to you <laughs> you're so funny <laughs> you guys life isn't perfect all the time but no it's, it's pretty good like most of the time and that's the oh, dream yeah <laughs> That is the dream, a life that is good most of the time, for sure. <laughs> you actually, you really served as an expander for her, too. I don't know. Have you, like, ever heard of that term? Like, no, but I, but I, is it, is that the human genetic makeup stuff? Yeah, I think, uh, like, Jenna Zoe and Lacey Phillips talk about it quite a bit, and um, just a lot I of like, people. I like expander in, I in like this that space. Term. It's just kind of like basically you're like for for Faith, you saw something in her that she could do really, really well and either gave her the confidence or gave her the platform to do it, you know? Yes. I love that. Like, that. That's my new job title. Expander. Yeah, like <laughs> I would easily say that, you know, Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek, they're the hosts for the Almost 30 podcast. They are continuously expanders for me because they showed me that they can really be themselves in a podcast and they're going to be magnetic to such a huge community and help yes. such a huge committee. And I was like, well, if they can do it, then I can do it too because I saw like that representation, I saw that happening. And, you know, I, I told them that I was planning on starting this podcast and they're like, whatever you need us to do, we're going to support you 100%. Aww. Just show us, you know, send us a DM. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, gosh, I love that. Don't you love that? So great. So Ugh. it's just, it's good to have people around you that support you and encourage you and kind of push you a little bit. Yeah, um, to be your best version. I mean, even with Faith, she was like, I don't know if I can do that. And you're like, yes, 100%. You can make yes. money. 
get out yes. and start doing it. You're, you're wasting time and money by not doing it right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I'm going to refer to this podcast again, but the Rachel Hollis one with John Maxwell, she yeah. said, small people make you feel smaller and big mm. people make you feel bigger. Yeah. And I was like, oof. so they are big people making you feel bigger. And, and it's so true. Those people and the, the people who make you feel smaller are the people that are holding you back from doing what you want to do. And gosh, dang it. Stop being around them. Stop listening to them. Like, don't, don't worry about them. Attach yeah. yourself. Spend more time with those people who make you feel bigger and your life yeah. will completely change. And like, you are a hundred percent one of those people for me in the, in the space. There's so many Instagram people that I've connected to that make me feel bigger and more loved and just mm -hmm. like, you know, more like they see the potential that I have and they're not just like, Oh, that's dumb. You know what I mean? Like they're so oh, hell you yeah. gotta find, find those people and just like latch onto them. Yeah, seriously. And it's like, <laughs> I'm referring to another quote because I spend all day on Instagram. Literally all I do is all, do it, we, all, all we do is all day. Quotes. All day. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the quotes was like, um, you know, you'll never be criticized by someone that's doing better than you. Like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I needed that today. Yes. Like, Man. Only people are doing less. Yes, yes, it's yes. Like, it's not so to good. put other people down or anything, but like, thank you. I needed that. <laughs> yes. It's, it's how so I know true. I'm on the right track. Absolutely. I, um, I, I want to ask you, I'm, I'm skipping, I know we, it gave you some questions, but I, I want to skip to my favorite one is, um, so this business that you're doing is obviously amazing. Um, and from what I've seen, well, not from what I've seen, but from knowing you and seeing your stories and, and seeing your kids and, and your husband, who is very camera shy, by the way, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, come on. <laughs> um, how do you balance uh, being a mom, a wife, and a business owner, because I know that you do work from home and both your kids are at home uh, most of the time with you. And I know that there's so many moms out there that are also at home that are also craving that, you know, adult connection. Maybe mm -hmm. they are also feeling weird about being fully supported by another person. Like, I know yes. I would feel weird about that. Um, you know, there are so many people that have, that are in this exact same position or will be in this exact same position. Like, how do you balance them? How do you, how do you balance all of these hats that you wear? So very carefully. <laughs> it's so hard. And I think that it's taken time to figure out what works best for me and what yeah. works best for my relationship with Ryan, my husband, and what works best for my boys. Because Yes, um, I, I do this to support our family financially. I do this for my own personal growth and it, it fills my own cup. And when I do this job, I feel like right now in my life, I am so happy. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm a better mom. I feel like I'm a better wife, sister, daughter, friend, everything because of this job. But I have to figure out how to make it work for my family and my family does come first. So it's right. been, it's been tricky. So what I've done, uh, I've been doing this since about December, Monday through Friday, I wake up at 5am and some of you are going to gasp and oh, no. be like, what? But I have two hours that I am just by myself, <laughs> no distractions. I get work done. I do my miracle morning. Oh yeah. I, I do, I read my devotional. I write in my goal book. I 
get a lot of really productive work done because once they wake up, I have no idea what the day is going to bring. And I have clients that are counting on me and I can't, and if it would ever come down to a client or my boys, it's my boys. So I would rather wake up early Monday through Friday at five, you know, do all my work, get done so that when they wake up, I am ready to be there for them. And I am ready to take on the day. And if they are sick or if they are just, you know, being four and a half and one and a half and just being very high maintenance, I can give that time to them. (laughs) Yes, I can give that time to them because I can. I've already done most of the work that I need to be done for that day. And then um, a a few months ago, my husband said, you are attached to your phone. And, And it hurt because... I knew it myself yeah. and I got defensive, but then I was like, Emily, he's right. And I think sometimes my phone is my business and right. it's also, mm-hmm. I don't like missing things. I love taking, I mean, if you don't follow me, there's a lot of pictures and videos of my kids and I yeah. don't like missing a cute photo opportunity. And cause in my head, I'm like, Oh, this would be so cute in their room and da 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 da. And so I had to just let go and just say, you know what, from this time to this time, I'm not going to have my phone. So from four to seven every day, I put my phone away completely and I am focused on my boys. I make dinner. My husband comes home. We talk about the day and he actually took the same goal and we ran, but ran with it together. So when he gets home from work, he goes and he puts his phone right next to mine and it's away. And we have that super quality time together. That's all four of us just, you know, eating dinner, catching up on the day, playing, doing whatever without that distraction. Cause he does it too. He has emails. His business is 24 seven. So yeah. he, he, he needed it too. And it has been, gosh, so life changing for us to have that time as a family together and to just focus on each other instead of focusing on our businesses um, and then once that bedtime is over, then we've come to the agreement that some nights we both have to work and that's just yeah. the name of the game right now. And some, and then we plan, we look at our weeks and we say, all right, what night can we watch a really weird murder crime yeah. documentary? Why Something we're that we can get so. really into oh, and, yeah. like, and still spend time know? with each other. And still get your work done, you know, like my fiance and I, we both own our own businesses. And a lot of the times we do have to be, you know, answering emails. I preferably don't like to answer any emails, you know, like after six, because I feel like, you know what, I respect my client's time and I expect them to respect my time. So if they are, you know, if they are sending those emails at seven or eight o'clock at night, it's perfectly respectable of me to email them back at eight o'clock in the morning, you know? Absolutely. Um, right. That's so nothing's true. Catching and, on, no, nothing's catching on fire, you know? That's right, true. exactly. And with online businesses and what we do, it's really hard for them to be like, you know, why aren't you answering? You know, you're on. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is when we're on and we're posting for our personal businesses and mm-hmm. our clients see that, I'm like, I know, but this is separate. That's for my own personal growth, right. my own personal this business. This is for me, <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. for me. And um, so, yeah, so carving out that time has been huge. And then another tip, for all you moms out there who are trying to hustle at home I have a all screen on all screen off time as well so like if I know I have to get something done and Will is awake or in Bo is awake sometimes too the TV is on the iPad is in hand my laptop is in front of me we are all on our screens 
mm-hmm. for what a half hour, 45 minutes. And, so, and then once I'm done with that work, we're all off. I am not distracted by I my love laptop. That. Yeah. It's all on all off. And it's so great because if we're, if I'm on and they're off or they're on and I'm, it, it's so much better that we're all having our screen time at the same time instead right. of it being all, you know, crazy. And then we can focus on each other. So I yeah, think and then the honestly, kids have a routine. They know what to expect. Yes. They're like, okay, mommy has her laptop out. Yep. That means yep. I get to choose a show, you know? Totally. It's, it's a, it's a cue for them. I feel like there's such a big debate about screen time with kids these days. And it's so funny. Oh, yeah. my, my, my best, best friend, Renee, um, has three kids under the age of 12 and two of them are under five. And she's like, you know what? Like, I let them watch TV so I can shower that day. She's like, <laughs> she's like, they're not watching the TV all day. She's like, I always had a timer, but that means I get a shower by myself. <laughs> right. Or maybe yes. I'll start dinner. She's like, yes. You know what? Every family has a has their own balance and how they do things themselves. But at the end of the day, like you need to get work done. Your kids yep. want to watch TV, so they're happy yeah. to. And then yeah. it gets cut off, and then and then yes. you're able to give them like a hundred percent of your attention uh, when you're off as well. Absolutely, and and I'm very much of like this is the life that we're living right now. I grew up watching TV. I'm the youngest of four. I watch TV, and I I mean I'm all right. I mean I'm yeah, not great, I'm not but okay. I'm all right. <laughs> Yeah, I grew yeah, I up doing right. homework in front of the TV. Like, that's yeah. how I grew up. So when I was in college, I would put the TV on, you know, low volume, and I would watch TV while I did my homework because it was, that's just what made me more productive, you know? And that's just how I balanced it. But now, apparently, you know, TV is the devil, and it's making oh, yeah. our kids I know. aggressive and whatever. Oh, Who, knows? I, Who knows? I can't handle all that. <laughs> but, I mean, I think the, the key is is really just having a set schedule that you follow yeah. religiously yeah. And, and setting those kind of boundaries within your household, with your husband, yes. with your kids, with your business, with your clients, and sticking yes. to them. Because yes. there's, you know, there's always going to be things that come up. Right. Um, because you're, you're looking after three other people, you know? Right. And, exactly. and then also yourself. There's always going to be things that uh, are unexpected that come up. So, you know, the schedule's not always going to be able to follow, you know, on the nose. But just having any sort of schedule helps people just stay in line and know what's happening. And it's nice to grow up in an environment where there is a routine. That's a yes. safe environment for your kids. Oh, yes. And kids, kids thrive on it. Like, I know there's yeah. a lot of child-led this and whatever, but, like, being a teacher, knowing my kids, when they know mm-hmm. what to expect, their behavior yeah. is so much better. And you know your family, and you know your business better than anybody else. So, right. you know, it'd be cool if someone were to listen to this podcast and say, yeah, I like those rules. I'm going to apply them and realize, like, okay, well, my kids are a little bit different than this, so maybe I need to uh, tweak it a little bit to make it fit yeah. my family and my routine. And that's fine. <laughs> oh, yes. Got to do what works for you, for sure. Find your find your balance. Absolutely. I love that. Um, can you talk a little bit about the social squad? I know that it's near and dear to your heart because you talk oh, about it every day. I do. Oh, gosh. Can I we love talk the about your squad. social squad? Can we please? Oh, it's the best. I'm, so, I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, so I had been looking to start a Facebook group like since I started my business because I knew how valuable it would be. And um, I also knew that I would really enjoy giving and serving people without expecting anything in return for those who couldn't afford it or um, 
just needed help and to create some sort of community. And I found my collaborator, Shannon. Uh, she actually found me through a hashtag. I did a story. It was actually a post about the saying goodbye to the Hey Girl message. And mm-hmm. I shared my post on a story and I tagged, oh, I don't know, keep social media social or entrepreneur life or something in the hashtag um, mm-hmm. on the story. And she found me. And we chatted and we chatted off and on for like a couple weeks. Like I would say, oh my gosh, like your tips are amazing or whatever. And I just had this gut feeling and I was just like, hey, do you want to start this group with me? She's a social media manager. She was only managing at that point. And um, so I thought she could give some insight from a managing perspective. And um, I could do more of the consulting coaching perspective and she was like, uh, let's do it. So we kind of just fumbled our way through starting this Facebook group. It's changed a lot. It, we, you know, just kind of just were like, hey, we'll do this one day and this that day and whatever. And now I, um, and we started it at the beginning of December and we have over 650 people in it now, which is bananas. I like can't even like but, get over yeah. that. Yeah, so we've, it's grown and it just continues to grow. And I think the reason why it does is because we show up in there every day and they know our P our squad knows us and our people know us and Mm -hmm. we give them value every week and we support them not only just with social media marketing tips and tricks and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. we also have something called wine about it Wednesday where everyone just gets to air their grievances as a business owner or entrepreneur and just be like, ugh. and it can be business related or personal. And the best thing that we do is it is not a place where we give advice. It's where we just are like, girl, that sucks. That just, that stinks. And I'm so sorry. And here's a hug because the worst thing ever is when you have such a bad day and people start trying to fix the problem and you're like, ugh, I just want someone to see me and just validate my feelings and just be like, that stinks. So we, um, giving people advice is not empathetic. It's not kind. You're like imposing (laughs) your life on somebody else while they're they're going through something hard. Like that is so not kind. (laughs) Right. So, so we, we, we make it very clear that if you are, you know, offer comfort, not advice. Um, and then on Thursdays, uh, We do too legit to quit Thursdays and you get to talk about something that really, that was really great that happened that week. And we all celebrate you. And, um, we have a live training we do once a week and, um, it's something that has been so amazing for Shannon and I and for our Mm -hmm. businesses. And, um, the one other piece that I started, uh, kind of mid December when I started doing it myself was the rooster crew call. And, um, it only works really for those who are, on Eastern Standard Time. You guys would make me get up at like two o'clock in the morning. I know. Uh, Like I'm into it. I'm into the idea. I just can't do 2 a.m. No, no, no. My my clients who are on in your time zone are like, uh, would love to join, but I can't. But from five to seven. Need a West Coast advocate, like West Coast ambassador. That'd be great. Yeah, we need a we need a West Coast uh, rooster crew. Um, but I open up my zoom chat. So we're all there. We're on mute. We're working, but we're just there together because when you get up and work on your dream in the dark, it can be a really lonely place and you are just alone with your thoughts and your feelings and no one else is awake. And it's just like, what am I doing? And so to see those faces with me every day, 
Like they're always like, Emily, you hold me accountable. Thank you so much for offering this. I'm like, dude, you guys hold me accountable. Like I would not wake up if I didn't know I had to open this call up for us. So that's another thing that's been great that we've started that we've been doing since December. And then um, March 2nd was a very special day for Shannon and I, because we took our online date, online dating relationship to the next level. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it feels like we all are online dating each other pretty much. We are online dating. We we met each other in person and co-hosted a, the first social squad event um, in Washington, DC. And, oh, it was amazing. We had two of our photographers who are in the social squad take branded photos of our girls. And um, we talked about content calendar planning. We mingled. We got to, I got to meet so many of my clients that I've been working with for over a year. I got to meet my friend Trish, who was my very first Instagram best friend, like my very Aww. first one. And it was a moment. It was a definite Hi, moment. <laughs> Um, and so that was amazing that she took the time to fly out. We had people who flew to come to this and we, me and Shannon. I tried. Like, I wanted to. Oh, I know you did. I tried. I, I was like, that I just want to come and be there. The that would have been the icing on the cake. So anyways, <laughs> it was such a great, such a great event. And we loved bringing these online relationships in real life. And, yeah. um, we learned that these live events are something that are, that are really special. And so we are, planning we have one in um uh in may we actually have one coming up in a couple weeks that i'm doing solo with shannon virtually in indianapolis but but then we have another one in september september 14th in indianapolis with shannon actually flying in so you'll have to just come to that one yeah seriously (laughs) or maybe you guys maybe you guys host one at my mansion that i'm gonna have apparently We actually want to do a California one that is on our map, but our, our love to take this show on the road. We think that would be super awesome to go oh. where our social, because our, our social squad is everywhere. We, we, our girls are everywhere and men. We have a couple hey. dudes in there <laughs> cool. and, and yeah, and they're, and they're all over. And so we would love to host these types of events all over where you bring those online relationships in real life and you support love on another and then actually like learn uh, in real life, which is just, I think live events are very, very magnetic and special. So Definitely. we're going to try and get those on, in this, the works. After this call, let, like sometime later, we'll talk about, we'll talk about doing a West coast event. I could do a live yes. podcast there. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be that would so be cool. so fun. See, All right, this is well, the benefit, the benefits <laughs> of collaborating with other people in your uh, industry or just, other female business owners, like the fact that you guys are getting all these people together that yes. are literally living the same life that you are, yes. you know, yes. they're living the and, same and the success, key, the same struggles. The yeah. key with this is we're not expecting anything in return. Right. And that's what yeah. makes it when you collaborate with each other, it's just support yeah. love. That's all we need. And it is, ugh, it's the best. I love it. I love the right. squad. It's, it's, it's our, it's our little happy place. We love working on stuff for the squad. Yeah, so we we need a West Coast ambassador for the Rooster yeah. Call. <laughs> yes. God, am I nominating myself? Damn it. I think so. you are. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I need somebody else to keep me accountable. We have Brenna with the social rescue. She can help you out. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll connect okay. you two. See, collaboration okay. happening live on our on our podcast. Though. Right. <laughs> Listen to the creative brainstorm live. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> 
let's talk about, um, I love the social squad idea. I love the idea of taking it on the road. Um, I really want to talk about how our listeners, because now they know you, they know your life, they know your business. Mm-hmm. How oh, yeah. can they connect with you? How can they buy from you? How can they yeah. join the social squad? Squad. Yeah. How can they come to this event? I want to know all of these things. How can people find all right. you? Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at Emily underscore Schwalbach. Um, I know. that's a, It's a crazy last name. I'll, I'll add it into the title. <laughs> okay. I'll add it into S-C-H- the title of the podcast. Yes, S-C-H-W-A-L-B-A-C-H. Bach like the composer. Um, so <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. Seriously, I am like such a giver. Like, DM me if you have any questions about Instagram features, anything. I am like such an open book and I love connecting with people. Reach out to me via DM and just like ask me any questions. Just say, hey, I heard you on the podcast and I want to connect with you. I'd be like, yeah, girl, how can I support you? Like I'm, we are, I am just a lover of new friends and new connections. Um, You can find more about my packages and how I can help you if you are needing some social media marketing consulting at BeSocialConsulting.net. And I'm working with the lovely Abby Hagland to update my website. So Ooh. I'm so excited for that and having a little rebrand with my logo. So that'll be, that'll be live soon. Um, awesome. And then um, the Social Squad with Emily and Shannon is on Facebook. If you search that, we will come up. It is free, obviously, to join. Um, uh, the current link in my bio is for our indie event in May. It is May 19th from 2 to 4. We still have tickets available. If you are in the Indiana, Indianapolis, anywhere around there, Chicago, Louisville, Cincinnati area, uh, we would love to see you and um, have you guys join us. For $99, you're going to get three branded photos for your website or your Instagram, um, two amazing social media trainings by Shannon and I. Um, you're going to have a flat lay station where you can learn how to take personalized branded stock photos. And Audrey Wolf is another Ooh. powerhouse. Oh yeah. Filters, preset stock photos. She's the queen. She is actually giving all of our girls who are coming or men, girls and guys who are coming a free monthly subscription to what? her stock photo. I know, I know. And then the thing that, that makes our events different is you leave with, like, not lotions and, like, $10 <laughs> off for, like, a facial somewhere or whatever. For like, I, I mean, I love a good swag bag. I really do. Yeah. However, I think there are a lot of events that happen where you leave super inspired and you don't know what the next step is to take in your business. And uh, what yeah. we want to create is, is an event where you go home with a packet telling you exactly what to do. And that's what you're going to leave with. You're going to leave with content creation packets, how to create your content calendar, both uh, trainings that we do. We will have all of our information that we teach you all listed out and printed out for you to take home and go and go and implement and put forth into your business, tangible things that you can do. That is our goal for you because we want it to make it worth your while. Of course, we want you to leave inspired. We love right. inspiring others to go follow their dreams. But, like, how do you follow your dream? <laughs> like, what steps can you take? And I yeah. think that that is a big difference between our events as opposed to other people's events um, yeah, that they're doing right guys, now. It's like the lotion is nice. Like, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. lotion. I love it. You know? love it. But, like, is that lotion going to improve your business? Is that lotion nope. going to improve Certainly your brand not. or your social media? Like, no. It's just going to improve not. your skin. 
and I guess it would improve your handshake, so maybe. Hey, there you go. So maybe. That's, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. That's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Emily, so funny. I could talk to you forever. I know you have to get back to your your business event. Thank you yes. so much for coming on the Fempire Diaries podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. I am so proud to be able to call you my Instagram best friend. You're going to make me emotional, Anna Marie. I love you (laughs) so much. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I love being a part of this, and I'm just so proud of you. Thank you so much. Your support is so appreciated. Ah, I could cry. <laughs> I know. That might be exhaustion or what, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm also just a cry. Whatever. I cry. I cry every day. It's fine. <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Check out Emily Schwabach on all of the things that she listed five minutes ago. And uh, <laughs> tune in for our next episode. We've got more great guests coming for you guys. Uh, this is Anna Marie. I'm your host. And goodbye.